podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Before we hop into the Spotify Green Room Live show from Wednesday, and remember we're going live all football season Wednesday, 7 p.m. Spotify Green Room, we do have another sponsor, and we love them, and they are Symbol. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks. Every time your team wins, you're also going to get a cash payout. Use your knowledge on Symbol to buy low and sell high and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the 7,000 early adopters who have already started investing in their favorite teams. If you visit www.simbull.com, that's Symbol, and create a free account, when you do a deposit and use promo code SD, it is risk-free. That's right. If you go to Symbol and use promo code SD and you deposit up to $100, if you don't like it, if you're not having fun, you can pull it out and get your $100 back 100% guaranteed risk-free. Guys, I'm having a ball over at Symbol. My profile is already up 10% since I started. Get over there. Have some fun today. So now let's get into the show. The boys are back. The boys are back. Um, having to try something a little different today because good old Chauncey Bosco went to town on my earbuds with the microphone. So I'm hoping I'm coming through okay. Um, we're just going to have to adapt and move on. It's going to be another great show. We're sponsored by Spotify Green Room. Have some fun with us every Wednesday night during football season. Once basketball kicks off, we are going to be going live for all of the midweek games to get our quick take, hot take, instant reactions out there. That's what we'll be using Spotify green room for and basketball is right around the corner. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Um, Not a lot of fun going on with uh, football. Another tough loss with Iowa state. Uh, you know, there's not much to talk to really say about that specific game. We're going to get into it. We're going to uh, talk a little bit of basketball as well. We're going to let folks, if they want to, chime in on their thoughts of, uh, you know, Chris Kleiman's uh, post-game press – or pr- pr- not post-game, midweek press conference because that's still to this day still getting a lot of run um, amongst fans on Twitter, on message boards, all sorts of stuff. So we'll let folks sound off on that. Uh, we're going to talk K-State, Texas Tech, of course. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to try to hit just about everything. Uh, room is filling up right now, whether it's in the chat or if someone wants to speak up. Uh, I said it right when I started the show, good old Chauncey Bosco completely destroyed my earbuds with the microphone. So if anyone wants to chime in and tell me, hey, is this listenable? Can you guys hear me coming through? Just kind of – Sounds great. Uh, and- Okay, great. I don't know about great. It sounds fine. It sounds the same as it always does. Okay, well, that makes me feel good. So that makes me feel good. Have a good crew right now. So what I'm going to do, and we're just going to kick this off because I've actually started weirdly getting very excited for basketball season. So let's just touch on something basketball real quick, um, and then we'll kind of rotate into football as uh, the room continues to fill up. And who knows? I mean, this might be – this might be it, uh, some of the just diehards, because uh, a lot of folks are upset and down on K-State football, and I'm not going to tell you not to, but let's talk a little basketball first. Uh, here's my question to all of you guys. First, give me on a excitement level, 1 to 10, how excited are you for this football season? And or Sorry, not football, basketball season, 1 to 10, and then uh, everyone, it doesn't matter if you're excited, whether you're a Bruce guy or not. I think even, you know, 
the most uh, adamant Bruce supporters know he needs to have some sort of tangible result this season to come back for the next year. So just I just want to hear excitement level and what do you think Bruce needs to do to come back again next season? We'll start with Grant since you have a soccer game in 10 minutes. Grant, we'll probably start really trying to work in a basketball topic or two for our uh, regular shows, but just kind of give me your excitement level. And again, uh, we're not ADs or anything like that, but what does Bruce need to do this season? What does the team need to do for you to open him with uh, open arms? Welcome with open arms for next season. My excitement level is pretty darn high. I love a lot of these players. Um, We've got a lot of really fun guys and some talented guys with crazy high ceilings, in my opinion. And I'd say it's up there. It's about an 8 out of 10. Um, And it's going to keep creeping higher as the weather gets colder and it gets closer to hoop season. Um, So I'm super excited for me, for Bruce to to come back for another season. I mean, he's got to make the tournament. Um, Not only have we been two years out of the tournament, but we've had back-to-back catastrophic seasons. He could have justifiably been fired last year. He wasn't. So he gets another year, and he's got to get us back to postseason play. And I, it can't be the NIT for me. I think he's got to go to the dance. I love that. All right, we'll go with Nick. Nick was the first one in here. Nick has also been part of Super Secret shows before. This one is not Super Secret. We're sponsored by Spotify Green Room. We're going live at least once a week. And for a couple more weeks every Wednesday, we'll adjust with basketball season. Nick. Uh, are you a basketball guy? Where's your excitement level, uh, one to ten? And what does Bruce need to do for you to, you know, support him coming back next season? So first off, I want to say Grant and Scott. You know, Grant just left, but Scott, I try to get to get to see you, get to meet you, but didn't happen. We'll uh, we'll get it one of these times. Uh, I know I was in the DMs with Grant the whole, pretty much up until the halftime, and then. Uh, just didn't work out. So try to talk to the parents of the Bosco boys show, but didn't get to work. So um, probably around. We, we will, we will figure something out again. It's been a really weird football season. I think there's going to be some opportunities for basketball season. Um, but I, I, I will say this. If we can't figure out an actual uh, organized tailgate for one of the final home games this year, I promise everyone we're going to do something up very big next year. So um, and we're going to try to do something for basketball as well. It's just been a really weird football season. I do appreciate you trying to meet up, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, so excitement level, uh, probably at least a seven. I mean, we got everybody coming back and then just the, the additions we got through the recruiting. Um, I'm excited. And uh, I'd say seven, like Grant creeping up onto an eight maybe. Um, and then I think for Bruce to keep his job, uh, secure, at least be in the top four of the standings at the end of the year, and then make it past the second round or make it to the second round of the Big 12 tournament to at least, you know, justify, yeah, he's going to stay another year. And then if he made it to the dance, then that just solidifies himself another contract. Yeah, I think if you're top four in the Big 12, you actually might have a pretty good seed, so I like that. We'll go to Aaron next. Aaron, give me basketball-level excitement, and what does Bruce need to do this season for you to keep backing him or get on board or just be okay with him coming for the 2022 season? God, what year is it? Yeah, so it would be the 22-23 season. God, time flies. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a solid seven. Um, I, I like to see McGurl coming back. I also think we made a, a good trade with Mizzou. Uh, get Mark Smith. So, so I'm a solid seven. Uh, I think for Bruce to keep his job, I, I'm going to set a, a realistic expectation above 500 in big 12 conference play. I think it's realistic with the team we have, but we've got to be above 500 in big 12 conference. All right. All right. Uh, we'll go to Joel next. Joel, I know you're a big football guy. Are you a basketball guy as well? Where's your excitement level for the season? I'm a, I'm a pretty big college basketball guy as well. Um, not so much the NBA or anything. I would say it, it's starting to creep up there. I'd say I'm probably at a hard six right now, maybe a soft seven. Um, nothing too crazy yet, but like Grant said, as it gets colder and as football starts to go away, I'll get more into basketball. Um, I think for Bruce to stay, I'm gonna, I'm kind of going to steal a little bit from Nick and Aaron. Um, definitely got to go above 500, and then I, I also think we got to make it out of the first round of the Big 12 championship. But unlike Grant, I think NIT would be fine. I think with this team and what 
we're coming off of last year and NIT would be a huge. It, it 100% would be an improvement. Uh, I keep going back and forth on that. Um, right now I'm sitting at, okay, you know, you probably, I, I probably need to see him get to the NCAA tournament just because I think the fan base is just going to still be super divided if uh, he can't get us to the NCAA tournament. But I also think it kind of depends on the season. So I like where he heads at. We'll go to Cole. Cole, you're a college basketball guy. Where's your excitement right now? Again, it's middle of October. We still got, you know, three, four, or I think three weeks before the exhibition game. So we still got some time, but just give me a temperature check. Where are you when it comes to basketball excitement? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I'm probably sitting at a pretty solid 8.25 out of 10. Um, probably with the recent performances on the football field, that makes me more excited for basketball maybe. But I'm excited, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. And I think just having lots of young talent and new new faces on the squad makes it a little bit more exciting just because there's a lot of unexpected things that come into play that – you never know what what it's going to look like. Um, as far as Bruce goes, I mean, I love the guy. He's a silver fox all the way. Um, you know, if I look that good at his age, I'll be freaking over the moon happy. Uh, but I think you got to make the big dance this year. It's kind of black and white for me. But also that's just like another thing that makes it kind of exciting for me this year is, you know, if things don't go, go well um, – then we have the excitement of another coaching search. Um, so I don't know, exciting times. Yeah, I think with the conclusion of the season, it's going to be exciting regardless. Either you're getting postseason basketball again or it is a coaching search. Uh, and then also, I know you're out in Colorado. We're playing Oregon in a super secret scrimmage out in Denver this weekend. So uh, you might need to try to find yourself into uh, whatever gym that game's happening at. Yeah, I need to ask if it has like an insider information of where, where they're playing at or what arena I'm trying to. I mean, I, I might, I might be, hopefully whoever I'm going to ask isn't listening to this. Um, I might try to find out for you and see, see uh, if I can give you the DL and see if you can sneak in there. We'll go to uh, Mike out in Cali. Uh, Mike, uh, you know, give me your just excitement level. Again, we're about, uh, I think actually the first exhibition game is like early November. So maybe we're, we're about, you know, 13 days out from that exhibition game. Where, where's your excitement level for this basketball season? What does Bruce need to do? Uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, even in our shitty years uh, recently, I, I still take the time to catch every game that I can. So I'm pretty pumped about it. You know, um, we've had some decent KUK State rivalry watch parties out here in San Francisco uh, that have been fun, especially the Cartier dunk game. Uh, that was a blast. That was a joint watch party with KU. Uh, and they were a bunch of assholes. So uh, I'm I'm at a eight eight point five. I'd say uh, looking forward to it with Bruce. Honestly, um, here I'm going to say something a little inflammatory here. Uh, if we don't make any tournaments, I think Gene keeps them anyway, because I just don't see Gene caving to the fan sentiment. Honestly, um, and if there's some improvement in player mentality as long as there's no team cancer i see uh bruce staying no matter what man i i (laughs) if you don't make the ni i i don't i don't see i could see him keeping him for an nit Uh, i that that is that is inflammatory that would be i think that would create uh maybe not as much excitement as a coaching search or postseason play but it sure would be entertaining on the internet uh, if that if that's what happened, we'll go to Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the show. Um, give me your excitement level for college basketball, specifically K State. Got a great non-con slate as well. Again, maybe n- next week or maybe we'll do a special basketball breakdown uh, live show where we really kind of get in there because again, there's going to be a lot of fun non-con matchups. So, wh- where's your excitement level for basketball? Hey, Scott. Uh, I don't know. I'm still kind of in football mode, so probably a five and a half right now. But I'm a season ticket holder and have been for, I don't know, 20 some odd years. So as we get closer, I'm sure it'll creep up, you know, seven, eight level. Um, 
you know, the um, know, football struggles have just got me sour all together. Plus, I'm a pretty pessimistic guy to begin with. So, hey, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Uh, and, and here's the thing: uh, as I said on the show uh, for Monday, and I've said it with basketball as well. I'm not. I don't think there's enough out there for folks who are positive, who are really, you know. Gene, Chris, Bruce fans, there's not a lot a lot out there where we can sit here and say, hey, you're wrong for being sour. Because at the end of the day, I think there's more uh, ammunition, evidence, stats, and stuff to kind of back that up. So I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for being a little sour, being a little pessimistic. So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully that tie gets turned this weekend and we get a win. But uh, as for Bruce, um, I think he has to make tournament. I mean – I don't know. It's kind of, in my mind, I don't know. It's kind of inexcusable to go from first down to dead freaking last the next year and then back that up with a second to dead freaking last. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it's you got to make the tournament. I mean, that's it. <laughs> yep. I'm right there with you. We'll go to Railroader and then we're going to jump into football. And then uh, we're going to bring my buddy uh, Spencer from uh, 23 Personal, uh, the Texas Tech podcast. We'll bring him up and ask him some questions as well. But we'll go to Railroader next. Give me your basketball uh, stuff, and then we're going to get into football. So I'm like a solid eight, maybe eight and a half or a nine for excitement. Um, I'm ready for it, man. I think hot take real quick. I think um, either Davion or Nigel will make at least second team all big 12. I don't think that's that hot of a take because I think Nigel got snubbed last year. So I like where your head's at. I think, at, my I think they're for sure there. Um, I think Bruce for sure makes the tournament, and I think he, I think he has to make at least the NIT to keep his job. Although I would never root for K State to lose, but it would be pretty cool to see the Twitter meltdown if he didn't make a tournament. And yeah, it, it, I, I don't know if I'd say cool because I. <laughs> I think I think it would be uh, borderline disaster. It, it definitely would be the uh, worst we've seen K State Twitter maybe ever. Um, but it, it would be awful. Um, but we'll have we'll still have a few more weeks to kind of ramp up to basketball. Let's migrate into football. We're going to now. Uh, th- this is what we're going to do. Uh, we'll give just kind of one take. You can either say something about the Iowa State game if you want to comment on Chris Kleiman's uh, midweek press conference. Uh, or just any sort of football take that doesn't have to do with the Texas Tech game, we'll do that, and then uh, we'll, we'll do that, and then we'll get into kind of like our preview. We'll start with Mike out in Cali first. Mike, uh, Iowa State, Chris Kleiman, six games in this season. Give me anything that doesn't have to do with the Texas Tech game. Um, God, Iowa State, super frustrating. Um <sighs> You know, there were some people on message boards talking about maybe the the first seventy five yard run from uh, bricks bricks hole, uh, like de- just totally devastated the team. And you know, that's sort of how we started off. But I don't really think so. It just seemed like the team was totally unprepared from a coaching standpoint, uh, totally out coached. I don't really get it. Um, with Kleiman's press conference, you know, like. I get where he's coming from. You know, he wants some positive reinforcement from the press, but you know, you got to call it like you see at eight conference losses in a row. That's not good. Yeah. I, I still think, and after talking to some folks, I, I don't think it definitely came off like that. I, I don't think he went into it thinking he was going to say, Hey, the press, I think he definitely went about that wrong. I don't think that was his intention, but again, you know, the clips, Clip is out there. You can't really say much else. We'll go to Nick. Nick, anything about uh, K-State football, not including the Tech game? Yeah, first thing, Iowa State, I mean, I, I listened to you guys' episode this morning on the way to work, and you and Grant kind of took, took it by the head and said, you know, after that run, we held him. We held Brees Hall pretty well. Uh, but on the other side of that um, – the wide receivers, I don't know how many times I've, I saw, obviously, whoever was there, too, watching. Uh, lots of drop balls. Like, that's inexcusable. And, I mean, even if we got Scott – and now we got Skyler back, it's like, come on, guys. You you have now your quarterback that you are comfortable with now. There's no excuse. So, I, it's, it's just – it was just frustrating to see all those uh, drop passes and then um, – for the presser, I mean, 
And then once again, going back to your episode, I mean, Grant said it like nail on the head. I mean, these kids nowadays, it's lots of stress and anxiety and depression and all that fits in with college athletes ever, ever more than before. And now it's like, you know, he's coming at it from a personal side, I think, and just saying, Hey, we need positive reinforcement for these kids. Cause we're asking a lot of them, a lot of them to do just to win a ball game. And to them, it's more than just a ball game. It's their life. So I can, oh, that's my daughter. I mean, you can kind of see like, he's so invested into this uh, program and invested into not only the players, but the coaches. And so I, I see it as a personal, personal take to the fans and to everyone just saying, Hey, like reinforce that we are doing the right thing. It, and he's basically just saying, be patient with us. It's if the time is coming, I promise is what he's basically saying. So I'm okay. Definitely. All right. We'll go down to Jeff, Jeff, uh, you can hit press conference, Iowa state, uh, you know, it is an eight, eight game losing streak in conference, three game conference losing streak right now. Uh, you know, hit anything you want to get anything off your chest. Yeah, same sentiments as people have mentioned. Just really frustrating to sit there and and look that poor at times. You know, and just once again, you know, you feel like oh, we get down fourteen or more points, there's the game. We're not going to be able to score quick enough to be able to get back into this. And you know, even even when we we're out of it, and you know, it was like six or so minutes to go in the game. We still just don't have any, seem to have any urgency or even try. I don't know. It was kind of, kind of frustrating. And as for the press conference, I mean, I heard about it, but I didn't take the time to watch it. So I really don't have a thought on that, but um, you know, I'm not, I'm not angry with climbing yet or ready to jump on getting rid of him. I mean, I think he's, a good coach and you know if we could just you know really land some decent talent I think we could do really really well so that's where I'm kind of at right now yep all, all very fair we'll now go to Aaron Aaron uh anything uh you want to get off your chest yeah so, so to pivot off a little bit of what's been said I, I think the frustration for me goes back a couple years when when Gene gave uh, Chris Kleiman a contract extension after a, a good season, right? Not a great season, a good solid season. That has to raise the expectation. I think as a fan base, the expectation is what it is. So to hear his mindset, it's concerning. I mean, you got to come in and, and attack the week, not think backwards, not look outward. You got to look inward. I just don't think that this coaching staff right now has the right mentality. We've got guys like Ben Newman. We've got some good talkers. Uh, we're just not seeing the results right now. I think the players are there. I think we really do have signs of, of life, right? Joe Irvin, Deuce Vaughn, Deuce Green on defense. We've got some good pieces. We've shown moments throughout the season. Um, I do think that the schedule maybe broke a little bit different. We'd all be having a different mindset. Um, but three and three, it is what it is. You are as good as your record is. We've got to look internally, and we have to win on Saturday. There's no excuse. No, I think that's a very, very good take. We'll go to Joel. Yeah, um, my main frustration with last week was, uh, I think Jeff said it, towards like the second half, the third quarter, and then to the fourth quarter, we had no urgency. And I know Kleiman said, yeah, we have a turbo package that we can use or whatever. His clock management since that Texas game, the first year that we lost, has not been good. And I don't know if we need to hire – like a whole separate coach or something to just be in charge of clock. I don't know if that's even allowed, but it's been bad. Um, one thing I will say about like the team in general, Scott Frost had a really good quote. I don't know if it was today or yesterday. And I know it's Scott Frost and we hate him or whatever, but we're a pretty damn similar program to them right now. He said, what do you do in Madden when you're down 21, nothing? You hit the reset button and you restart everything. We need to stop trying to fix all these problems and start actually figuring out what we need to do to win. And I mean, it's kind of the same thing, but I'm not, I'm not ready to hop off the climbing train, but I think part of the step of figuring out what we need to do to win might be 
some assistant coaching change. Yeah, I, you're, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put up a fight there. I think, I think, so I think you need to. Sorry, freaking Chauncey, he is on my shit list tonight. Um, you, you do have to look inwards, and I, and I do think that there the changes need to be made. So I, I like where your head's at. We'll go Cole Railroader, and then I'll get a special question to my guy Spencer before we go into giving uh, kind of our own preview takes of the Texas Tech game this weekend. Cole? Yeah, it was a rough night. Um, tough game to watch. Really kind of felt like we're just beating ourselves a lot of the times, um, which kind of comes down to be – you could point that blame on the coaches, unfortunately. Um, but it really seems kind of like these last few games, you're – one defensive stop and one offensive score away from a win. Um, so it's frustrating to see. I feel like we have the pieces to be good. It's just, I don't know, maybe the, they're not being put in the right spot or or however that works. Um, but, yeah, going forward, you just got to figure it out. I don't know if you got to make some changes. Um, I don't know if anyone else thought this, but I kind of felt like towards the end of the game when they're kind of just like, Skyler was just kind of out there playing football. He looked better almost. And that might've been just cause I've had so much to drink at that point that I didn't really know what I was looking at, but that's just kind of what I thought. Um, and then as far as the press conference goes, I mean, I don't think he delivered his message. Well, I think he could delivered it better, but really all he's just trying to do is stand up for his players. And I mean, if you look at Mike Gundy, People give him so much praise for just going yelling belligerently at the mic. And I have a lot of respect for Kleiman to go up there and remain unfazed and emotionally neutral as possible. Um, you know, it's an emotional game. They invest so much into the program day in and day out. It's got to be. Yeah, so I, I was talking to someone uh, at K-State who has access to the social media pages they sent me some screen grabs from like what what was being sent to you know KSA Athletics and some of like the university run social media accounts and some of the stuff that people are saying to the team and university and athletics Twitter accounts. I can't imagine what some of these players are getting from some of the fans. Uh, th- this is what I'm going to say because I, I said in the last episode I'm not going to tell folks what to feel. And I'm not going to tell you not to feel frustrated, but I am going to tell you. Don't be a fucking dick and tell players they're worthless or that they should, you know, kill themselves or stoop. Like some really horrific stuff is happening with anonymous people behind fake Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts. And that is really what the genesis was. You know, I, again, I don't think climbing meant to like make it come out like he was asking the media to do it again. At the end of the day, the videos out there, it's, it, it does. It, it, he did not go about it well, but the the team is getting some really ugly stuff sent to them, it, which goes beyond football. So people have a little composure and just don't be a fucking idiot. So we'll go to Railroader, and then we'll. Uh, I'll ask a question to Spencer, and then uh, we'll keep this going. Yeah, what Scott said. Um, don't be a dick, but I, I think Climate's message was. I mean, I, I don't know. It was like. It was definitely received wrong. Like, I saw Kellis' tweet about it, and immediately I was like, oh, shit, it was really that bad. And then I went and watched it. It wasn't as bad, but still, I mean, he should have went about it a little different. But, I don't know. I think the football team will be all right. I mean, we just went through. I mean, we played the hardest schedule in the Big 12, and we're 3-3. Three and three. It's, I mean, it is what it is. Obviously, we should be better. But I think the fans are also used to uh, – the Snyder super disciplined team that never beats ourselves. And now we've got the climate team that you know, we, we do make mistakes for him and we act like a normal football team does. We lose games because of it. I like it. All right. We've had some other folks come in, but I want to ask Spencer this question. I'm not super in tune with the Texas Tech fan base, but I was following along quite a bit during that week in the off season or right at the end of last season where it was seeming like, oh man, is Matt Wells about to get fired? Are you guys going to go after Bryles or anything like that? Um, so just kind of give me a temperature check. Where is the Texas Tech fan base when it comes to Matt Wells? And, again, you guys, you know, have had some, some good moments this season. You know, you you were uh, 
I, I can't remember if it was you or your co-host who made sure to tweet out that, hey, you know, everyone on this show had you guys going under and you guys have already hit your win total over. So I, I would imagine it's not doom and gloom. But again, I'm not as in tune with the fan base as you are. So just kind of give me a temperature check. What are folks saying about Matt Wells? Yeah, sure. Th- thanks for having us on again, Scott. This is Spencer. Um, yeah, so really, one, I, I want to offer just a word to you guys. I, as frustrated as you're all feeling, Tech fans have lived here for 10 years. Okay, so welcome. Um, but no, it's not no, no, that it's, fun. It's, 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 it's awful. It's terrible. We, we talk about like a single moment in our, our program's history that's 13 years ago. And people are like, guys, that was 13 years ago. You know, you got to get past that one game. Anyways, um, the, in terms of the pulse of the fans on Matt Wells, I'd say most of them are ready to move on. Um, and that's like that. There were a lot of rumors um, go, going into the end of last season that he was going to be fired after the Kansas game last year, which was our, our last game of the year. Uh, he ended up missing that game with COVID and, and apparently he got pretty sick. And I think a combination of our athletic director, wanting to not look like he was firing somebody that was like basically in the hospital. Um, and th- there may have been some, some push from Chris Beard, the, the head basketball coach at the time that, you know, his staff had to take some massive pay cuts uh, that year to help the athletic department survive. But on the same hand, they were ready to, to, to pay out, you know, millions of dollars for the buyout if they're going to fire well, fire wells. Uh, so that may have, have got them an extra year. He said something really interesting this past week in a, a weekly media uh, availability. He was asked very plainly, like, what's your favorite thing about living in Lubbock? And for someone that's lived here for three years and helped, you know, recruit for the program, he had nothing to say, which, okay, a lot of people can make their jokes about, like, you know, well, Lubbock's not, not, not that great anyways. But, like, as the person's job that's basically responsible for building this program and selling it to recruits and their families. The best thing he could say was like, well, my family also lives here. Kind of raised some red flags that, you know, he's also not happy here. So there's, there's building thought that six wins this season may not be enough for him to keep his job. And really anything over seven may be enough for him and his resume that he looks elsewhere. So it's there are a lot of fans here that think that like regardless of how the season plays out the rest of the way, that Matt Matt Wells is is not gonna be the head coach in twenty twenty two. Interesting. That definitely will be something to follow. Uh we will now kind of jump in and you know get our bonehead takes and we'll we'll get Spencer's take on this as well. So let's just kick it off how we always have uh We'll go round table. Tell me what you're most confident and most uh, scared of, least confident, however you want to phrase it. Chef is in the house, so we'll start off with him. Chef, just tell me what you're feeling most confident in on Saturday and what you're most nervous Man. for. Confident? It's <laughs> I don't know what you, I don't know what you guys have discussed so far, but it's it's a real struggle right now to find a lot of positives. Um. Deuce at the end of the game looked like he got banged up even a little bit, so that worries me. Um, but what I'm nervous about is they've got quarterbacks. They've got I don't know if they've been playing two, but I looked at the stats and it looks like two two are playing. Um, and I'm getting a little nervous that our DBs will not hold up again. Um, we might even give up a big play. Um, and their their running backs got some talent. He's he's been there for 150 years, so. They give them enough time and give those playmakers the ball. We might be in trouble. Yeah, I'm definitely nervous. We'll go to Taylor James. Taylor, I don't know if we've ever had you on the show. Uh, welcome. Give me what you're uh, most most confident, most nervous for on Saturday. Uh oh, Taylor. Bob's. There you go. I'm sorry, guys. I really didn't mean to butt in. Just. Don't be idiots. Trust the team. Trust the coaches. We got this. We're going to finish well. 
look on to basketball season. That's all I got. Hey, thank you for coming on, Taylor. I agree. Don't be idiots. Again, if, you, if you're thinking about tweeting at a player, DMing a player, uh, anything outside of good luck um, or a power cat emoji or something, uh, some, something's wrong. So we'll, we'll go up to Nick now. Nick, what are you, uh, what are you confident in? What are you nervous for? I I'm confident we we are gonna bounce back and get a W. We're gonna get we're gonna steer the ship in the right direction. But I am still worrying about that defense, uh, especially after those two big losses to Khalid Duke and Boom Massey, which may be coming back. Don't know yet, but um, we just need an, uh you know someone to step up and be that be that guy be that guy that can you know get us some sacks and stuff and i will definitely we need someone besides felix and dk uzama to step up we'll go down to uh jeff jeff what are you confident and nervous for um pretty confident that we'll be able to move the ball with some better success than we've we had last Saturday, and that we'll put some points on the board. But, yeah, I don't know if we're, it's ever going to be enough. I'm still really worried about defense and being able to get off on third down, get off the field. Um, that's, you know, probably going to be my main concern for the rest of the season because it's starting to look like the end of last year, honestly. But hopefully, you know, we'll we'll look a little better and, and – Get out of there with the W. Yeah, and I it's something that I don't know if I've verbalized on the show yet or not, but I was someone who tried to really say, all right, you know, we'll be able to live life after Scotty Hazelton. I actually think first and second down, it's not insanely different. What the issue is, is we went from the year Scotty Hazelton was uh, our defensive coordinator being one of the best third down defenses in the Big 12 to being like the worst. So I, I hear you. You know, getting off the field on third down is just rough. We'll go to next Aaron. Aaron, confident and uh, nervous. Yes, I'm going to say most confident in our running backs. Uh, again, Joe Irvin, Deuce Vaughn, you know, even if Deuce is a little dinged up, this is a tech team that's given up significant yards on the ground. You know, look at the TCU and, and the Texas box scores in particular. So I think Joe Irvin, Deuce Vaughn, you know, we got to lean on them early and often. I'd like to see them both on the field at the same time. Most nervous are our coaching staff's mentality. Uh, just to echo what I was, you know, saying earlier, Klein and his staff, I, I want to see a more aggressive mindset early on in the games. We saw a little bit of that against Oklahoma, um, but just too much lackadaisical effort from the coaching staff. So I'm, I'm really nervous to see how do we approach the game and how do we come at it from a, a coaching standpoint. Yep, good stuff. We'll go to Joel and then we'll go yeah, I'm pretty confident in our run game, just to echo what Aaron and I think Spencer said it today for his primer. Um, if that was you, that was that was really great primer today. Um, I think I think we'll be able to run the ball, control the clock, hopefully not be down because we'll still run the ball and run huddle for some freaking reason. Um, what I am not confident in probably is that my breakfast tacos won't be as good as they are down there. Um, and that we made Ross Elder special teams captain. Um, this is the proper way, by the way, to kind of roast players. Don't tell them to kill themselves. Just poke fun. Out. Yeah. I. <laughs> yes, please do not tell that. Please, folks, stop tweeting at players that nonsense. So, also, I, I'm a little upset. I was planning on going down there to Lubbock. I actually had a ball the only other time I've, I was down there. Plans didn't quite work out. I, I hear you, though. I had some great breakfast tacos the, the day of that game. So we'll go to Cole, then we'll go Mike, then we'll go Railroader, and then we'll get to Spencer. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty confident about a Skylar Thompson revenge game. Um, I know he said that it wasn't personal, but I'm going to take it personally for him. And if he does play well, I'm going to consider it a revenge game. And I think he will. Um, what makes me nervous, uh, man, I don't know if we get punched in the mouth or down, I think that's going to be a pretty low point for morale. It's going to be tough for us to, uh, get the thing going and make a comeback. So hopefully we don't find ourselves. 
Yeah, that's the downside of having a team that, you know, really thrives and lives off that emotional momentum when you don't have it. They just have not shown the ability to snap out of it. We'll go to Mike and then Railroader. Um, I would say I'm most confident that the coaching staff is going to clean up their own mistakes from Iowa State because I do I, – I think that the the way we looked uh, against Iowa State, making them look like a national champion, uh, is on the coaching staff. And that is their mistake for having a bye week and not presenting a team that was prepared. So they're going to clean that up. I'm confident in that. Uh, I'm least confident in – our D line getting pressure on the QB because we just haven't seen it. Um, we need to sack up and get some sacks. That's what I'm least confident in. I love it. Also, I, I need to say this, the coaching staff needs to write me an apology letter because of course Iowa state fans are so quiet the entire week leading up to it. And then all of a sudden they want to get chesty seeing that they won. Like, come on, Iowa state fans have a little fucking fun in the week of the game. You little nervous cyclone birds, like, come on, don't save all this bullshit till after the game, get in on it beforehand. We'll go to a railroader and then Spencer. I'm going to ask the same question, but from the Texas tech point of view. I'm most confident in the running game. I think we'll rush for over 200 yards and definitely least confident in the secondary. Mainly Brent, so I think he's going to get home this game. And it's like- yeah, I. It, it really is. It has been a disappointment with uh, – Brent, it, it's it's wild. He's almost always there and just has not made a play. It's it's upsetting. We'll go to Spencer. Spencer, from the Texas Tech point of view, tell me what you're most confident in your Red Raiders and where you're the most nervous. Yeah, so I'd say most confident is that uh, the offense will have some explosive moments, uh, probably against your, your, your secondary. Um, Eric Azugama has, if he's included in the game plan, which has been iffy, uh, he's, he's shown the ability to really uh, be able to avoid tackles and, and break off big plays. Um, most nervous about would be a, a, a lot of you have touched on. Our rush defense has just been absolute trash. Um, we've not been able to stop basically anybody with the pulse. Um, we gave up eight and nine yards per carry against Texas and TCU. And, yeah, B. John Robinson and um, – I'm blanking on uh, Zach Evans at, at TCU. Like they're they're phenomenal r- running backs, right? And they'll put you in 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 bad places. But a lot of it was also schematically. Our our, our defensive coordinator has been really bad about moving the the line and the the, the backers and the defensive backs in the wrong direction. Uh, so I'm I'm not confident that we would be able to stop uh, any kind of rushing game this weekend. All right, now we'll get uh, keys to V and pick to click. So give me one key to victory and one player, whether or not he's going to be the MVP or not, but folks are going to walk away saying, hey, he had a good game. We'll start uh, down with my guy, Chef. Chef, key to V and pick to click. Man, the key to V is we've got to get in the freaking end zone, dude. I mean, we can't let bonehead plays like drops on critical third downs and and drive stopping play calls just bury us we got to get in the end zone and my my player to pick i think i mean i pick him like seems like every freaking week but like timmy horn is gonna be that guy if we're gonna be able to get pressure up the middle on quarterbacks that might be rotating or whatever getting pressure up the middle is gonna help our ends so much um but I, I've been I've been saying it from from the beginning. This is our freaking game where we have to turn it around. This is our swing game that we we all picked at the beginning of the year. This is mine. This is what I've been saying. If we go zero and three in conference, it's all on tech, and it's getting a little dicey, and it's really turned into a swing game. I've been trying to. T- You're right. You ha- you have been trying to tell. We'll go to Joel next. Joel, pick to click, key to V. Um, I think our key to V is going to be our kicker realizing that there's wind. Um, I don't know what the hell happened last week, but wind is a real thing. Um, pick to click. What does that mean again? I forgot. Just a player that you think you're, people are going to come away from the game saying, hey, he had a good game. Oh, screw it. Uh, Ross, Elder, the king. <laughs> 
I, I, I want that very I, – I want a Ross Elder uh, game-winning pick six. Yeah, he's going to get a, at least one pick six. He's going to outplay Rico Jeffers. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we'll go to Jeff next. Jeff, uh, key to V and a pick to click. Um, I think key to V, let's see. You know, just, I think we need to run the ball really, really well. I mean, this is a team that sucks at stopping the run, as we've heard. And if we can't get the ground game going, then we're screwed. And pick to click, I'll go. I think the defense is going to have to step up, so I'm going to go with Daniel Green. I think that's a good one. We'll go with uh, Nick next. Yeah, key to V. Well, um, I'm going to have to go with my boy Chef. Just get in the gosh dang end zone. Get some motivation. Get some hype going, you know, get that rhythm going on offense and then, you know, get a pick six or a fumble recovery recovery on defense and just get, get the momentum going. And uh, my player, you know, I think Malik Knowles, I mean, I've been on him all year. He's my guy. So he's got to show up sometime. Right. So. Uh, well, he, he was a mid season, all American uh, as a kick returner. So. But I'm, I'm, I want him to like, explode on offense you know what i mean not not just in the kick return but i think he's gonna have a good game i think him and skyler are gonna you know click internally and just do their thing and we're gonna we're gonna come out with the w so all right we'll go with aaron next aaron click yeah key to v is going to be the turnover battle so i think we need to win the turnover battle we need to be plus uh, turnovers haven't had that in the big 12 uh, so far uh, I'd like to see us get a couple of takeaways and obviously hang on to the ball ourselves. Uh, key to V, it's going to be Joe Irvin. So Deuce Vaughn, I, I agree. I think he's a little nicked up. I think we see him on the field, but I look for Joe Irvin to have a big day. Love it. Cole, pick to click. Yeah, my P to C, I got to go with my guy, Reg. Uh, I think he's going to have a good game. He was like the only dude with a pulse on defense for Iowa State. I know. I was watching that. I was like, man, even when he wasn't in on the play, he was just all over the field. I'm like, this dude is really trying to make a case for himself to be playing on Sundays. And shout out to him. I mean, he wasn't really getting a lot of respect coming in. Um, I mean, I know uh, the the smartest of K-State fans were really uh, giving him the respect he deserved. But I think he's really been probably the most impactful transfer, especially – on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but, yeah, big time. P to C, he's going to have a great game. Texas Tech, they're going to run a lot of offensive plays, so he's going to have a lot of chances to uh, get a pick six, which he's due for. Um, my key to V, I just think we got to find better ways to get Deuce the ball. I mean, more creative ways to get him some space. If you give him the opportunity, he's going to bust one out eventually. Love it. We'll go with Mike, then Railroader, and then we'll uh, get Spencer's key to be and pick to click for the Texas Tech perspective. Uh, all right. So I would say that my key to V is eliminating the drive ending mistakes. Um, just some of the boneheaded, sorry to you know use our, our uh, name here, but some of these stupid mistakes that basically like allow these, you know, the Texas Tech offense to move the chains on third down. That's bonehead mistake. Um, making stupid penalties. Basically, we just got to run a clean Bill Snyder-like game. I'm, I'm going to say it. Um, so that's key to V. Uh, pick to click is going to be Joe Irvin. Um, he's finally going to have that breakout game that we've been looking for from him. His speed off the line is insane. Um, he's going to break one finally. Love it. Railroader. Yeah, pick to click. Deuce Vaughn's going to run for 200 yards. Um, key to B, I think we got to get pressure on the quarterback because our defensive backs are not going to be able to keep up with these receivers. If we... I love it. All right, we'll go to Spencer. Spencer, for, for the Texas Tech perspective, who is go, what is your number one key to victory? And then the guy, the pick to click, the guy who it might not be the MVP, but K-State fans might come around and be like, oh, wow. So for Texas Tech to win this game – 
key to V here is going to have to be keeping the, the Kansas State offense uncomfortable. Um, and, uh, again, I, I can't say it too much. It's going to have to go back to being able to slow down the run game enough. Uh, in, in tandem with, with, with getting to a fast start, you know, and putting some points up. But the the player to watch, I guess, would be Rico Jeffers going after Skyler Thompson again. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm going to kick you out of here, Spencer. No, 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 no. It's, it's going to have to be the starting running back for Tech, Sir Roderick Thompson, because Tech's not going to be able to beat anybody being one-dimensional. Um, yeah, our, our offense can be explosive through the year, but we're also going to have to be, you know, running the ball effectively to be able to, to, to pull this one out. All right. Well, I'm not going to kick you out of here, but you're on thin ice, so watch it. All right. We got about 12 minutes left. We'll need game. We'll need a score prediction. Uh, but uh, no, we'll, we'll get sp- score prediction. Prediction. If we have a little bit of time, we might do a wacky question to end it. We're gonna start up off up top. Nick, Nick, give me your score. Cats twenty-four. Tech. Oh, I think there's no way we're holding them to ten, but I'll I'll, I'll take it. We'll go to Aaron. K-State 45, Texas Tech 42. Old school, big 12 shootout, up and down the field, crazy game in Lubbock. Cats win by a Might have a heart attack with that many points. Joel. Cats on top, baby, 38-31. All right, 38-31. We'll go to Cole. Cole. Yeah, I'm, I'm also going 38-31, but I'm predicting a overtime win. Oh, hearkening back to Skyler's uh, first real uh, playing time. Overtime win down in Texas Tech. I love it. Uh, also, the birth of Phil the Bobcats meme fame. We'll go with uh, Mike. Callie Mike, what do you got for me? Uh, overtime games, probably the biggest heart attack inducers for me. So I'm not for that. Um, I'm going to say K-State 41, Tech 38. All right, we'll go Jeff. Uh, I'll go with the final score of 38 to 35, and I I don't know who's going to have that 38. So <laughs> I think that's I think that's pretty good. Uh, I I can't remember who tweeted it, but it was uh, someone who like called out you know Vegas. It's been flipping back and forth, and two of the biggest uh, advanced analytics folks are on both sides of it being close, and then. K-State fans think they're going to lose by 50. Tech fans think they're going to lose by 50. So I do think it's kind of one of those games. So I, I'm right there with you. Railroader, what do you got? It's going to be 52 to 35, Cats. I think both defenses are terrible. 52-35. I don't know what the over-under is, but people better be taking the over. Uh, we'll go Chef and then Taylor. If you want in on this, I'll come to you. Uh, uh, Chef, give me your score. 45-24, Cats. It's going to get stretched out in the third. We're actually going to have a good third. All right. Well, Taylor, I'll go to you uh, if you want to get back in here and give me a score. Yeah. I'm going to say 42-17, Cats, because we're going to take Rico <sighs> Jeffers out. He's going to do a stupid targeting penalty, and he's gone. And their defense will just let us go. And then all of you guys have defensive players pick to win. So you guys are all going to be right. And we're going to be fine. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I have a feeling we won't like this one, but we'll, we'll go to Spencer. Spencer, give me a score per, prediction. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going homer here. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Texas Tech to win this one, but it's going to be close. I'm taking the under, though. The under, I think it's 60 and a half. I'm going 31 27. Uh, but I, I certainly see. You know, it, it, it can go either way. Yep, I'm right there with you. All right, we got about nine minutes left. I think we have one or two spots left on the stage if anyone who's listening in wants to pop in and get any final takes in here. So uh, for the kind of goofy question, it's not really that goofy. We're uh, like, what, we'll have one more live show before Halloween. Uh, so I don't know if we'll get to it next week. So just tell me. What is the when you were a kid? What was the best candy to receive when you were trick or treating? We'll start with Nick. Funny enough, my dentist back home would give out full size candy. Well, hey, that, that's actually a smart move. That's like, hey, you know, it's like what giving uh, you know a dealer giving some of their first taste free. Give them a bunch of candies, and they have to come out to him. So what, what was your favorite thing to get? Um, 
I was always um, obviously he gave out uh, just regular full size Hershey's bar, but then he started getting a variety, so ended up getting some cookies and creams. Ooh, cookies and cream. I love it. Aaron, what was your favorite candy to give as a kid? Trick yeah, this, this is not even a debate. Reese's peanut butter cups all day, all night for the. I'm right there with you. I, I, I think it was, especially if you're going with, you know, the fun size, because the Reese's ones that you'd get are basically the size of a regular peanut butter cup. You're just not getting two of them. So it was always the best call. So I like where it heads at. We'll go with Joel. Joel, what was your favorite? Yeah, my favorite was uh, um, just the toothbrush. Uh, psych. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Twix guy, so give me some of those full-size Twix. Right Twix uh, or left Twix? Guy, so right- Love it. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to say it's probably not as common, so my favorite thing was anytime you got some sour candy, some sour gummy worms or something like that, just because it was so uncommon. So this is going to be my first uh, Halloween handing out candy. And, and I was always like just a chocolate guy. Like I said, Reese's was my favorite. Snickers might have been my second. But I, I'm going to make sure I have like some sour, like some Skittles or Starburst as well. So I'm glad you said that. That's front of mind for me. Mike, what was your favorite trick-or-treating as a kid? I'm, I'm going to get my favorite and my least favorite. Uh, my favorite was uh, Butterfinger. I love a good Butterfinger. And least favorite, Milky Way. Oh, see, I didn't mind a Milky Way. I didn't mind a Milky Way. Um, we'll go to Jeff. Jeff, what was your favorite candy trick-or-treating? My favorite candy um, was the uh, Crackle Bar. You know, it was Hershey Miniatures. Uh, it was rare to find. It was my favorite. And a close second, only at Halloween, really, though. No other time of the year were smarty. Hey, you know, that, that's a good shout. Good shout. Uh, we'll go Railroader. Probably either a Tootsie Roll or... Hey, there you go, uh, Taylor. Nope, nope, he's we're new. moving on. He's yeah. new, leave him alone. Yes, no, no, I love, no, I love Taylor. Give Taylor a bunch of gems, everyone. I hope Taylor comes back. He'll, he'll, he'll learn. Chef, what was your favorite? Oh, for sure, just a good old apple. I loved a good old apple. Oh, okay, okay, Chef. <laughs> okay, Chef. Yeah, chef's just bullshitting again. All right, Spencer, what, what was your favorite candy you as a kid? No, it, it had to be any kind of chocolate. The the, the hard like uh, sugar candies and and the chewy stuff. I wasn't all about that as a kid. So just those fun size candy bars. Reese's probably were number one, but just the the candy bar. I love it. All right, well. We're probably going to call it a night about five minutes early. I want to thank everyone from com- for coming out. I want to give a shout-out to our new sponsor, Symbol. If you use promo code SD, you get a free uh, – basically, it's a risk-free deposit. If you get it in there and you don't like playing around on Symbol, they will give you your money back. No questions asked. I'm in there right now. I have stock in K-State. I have stock in Baylor. It hurts me, but they're undervalued. I have stock in the Chiefs and the San Diego Chargers. And, folks, I've only had it in there for two weeks. I've gotten payouts for three of those teams. Sadly, it wasn't K-State. And my portfolio is already up 10%. It is awesome. Again, folks who like to play around in crypto, like to play around in the stock market day trading, get over there because that's basically what it is. You're just day trading teams. And every win you get for a football team, you get 50 cents on the share. So I love it. Um. Okay, yeah, so also, Mike, you wanted to update on the bonehead chili recipes. I have actually not. I, I, I think this weekend might be my first uh, time cooking chili for the season where I'm going to be taking other people's chili recipes. So I'll give out uh, some of that stuff later. So that's all we got. Again, head over to Symbol, download Spotify Green Room. Not only are we going live next Wednesday at 7 p.m., But once basketball season starts, instead of the usual quick take hot takes, we're getting you the boneheads involved. I'll be giving my quick take hot take immediately after the game. You guys can join and you can come in, let me know where I'm wrong, right, and get anything off your chest right in the heat of the moment. It's going to be fun. Thanks for coming out. And who knows, this is going to be the first game I watch on TV. We might do a little 
pre-game Spotify green room chat instead of watching college game day, maybe even a halftime chat. So just keep an eye to the Bosco's Boys Twitter account. We'll tweet out the link if it happens. We love you guys. Grant's not here. He won't say it. So I'm going to uh, – who, who am I going to give it to? I'm going to give it to – we'll give it to Aaron. Aaron, you can hit us with a meet, meet me at the cat head and any final words if you got them. No final words other than we got to got to take care of business on Saturday. That's all there is to it. No more excuses. Get the dub. And, Scott, meet me at the cat. Sports Social Podcast Network.